everybody. Welcome back to Yanks of the Cup. We are here, the normal lads, as special guests coming on to celebrate the 2-1 to victory over Sheffield. We have Dave from Dave's LFC Chats YouTube page. Dave, thanks for, thanks for, uh, so much for coming on, man. How are you doing? I'm absolutely great. Uh, we got three points yesterday. Um, we're the champions and world club champions. How could you not be better being a Liverpool fan at the moment? But um, yeah, great coming on. Just great. And I'll talk about Liverpool anybody for how long it doesn't bother me once you're talking about the reds i'll be there baby i love your oh, new yeah. gear love the new gear oh this the new nike yeah yeah <laughs> the new nike top yeah it looks like lfc on the back and everything look oh, it's really awesome. oh, oh. <laughs> that was a good ad for the lfc that was a good ad yes. yeah. yeah seriously nice plug <laughs> <Advert>. <laughs> Um, all right, well, we got we got a lot to get into. I'm really excited to get into it. Uh, you know, everyone out there, don't forget, you know, hit that like button. Don't forget to subscribe. Really appreciate you guys. But overall, um, I don't know if we all saw a two-one victory coming in, but that was a pretty gritty performance. I thought um, again started pretty slow. You know, tough VAR again coming into the picture. But you know, Dave, let's start with you, man. You know, what were your overall overall thoughts against the game uh, with, with Sheffield? Okay, well, for me, it was a game of two halves. I think first half, we were pretty poor. We, we were, um, actually, Sheffield United were doing to us what we usually do to other teams. They were pressing us. They didn't give us time on the ball. We were sloppy in possession. We weren't fast enough. We just were not fast enough. We weren't releasing the ball. And we were out of sorts, to be honest, and especially at Anfield. And we just didn't look good. But I think what was important for us was... Um, the goal just before halftime, that, that Bobby, Bobby no-look finish um, on the rebound was beautiful because it's a great time to score. I think it was around 40, 41 minutes, something like that. And to be honest, to win at 1-1, like we didn't, probably against the run of play to win at 1-1 because they could have been realistically two or three, you know, we'd one or two decisions, they'd one or two chances. We just didn't look. And that was the spark just before halftime to win at 1-1. We couldn't play as bad as we did in the first half and the second half. Second half, we just were a different team. I think the hairdryer must have been throwing a club probably half time at the players at halftime. The hairdryer <laughs> treatment. Something was done at halftime because second half, we came out a totally different team. I mean, everything. Salah had a really good game. Salah's almost coming back to his peak. Egyptian king, Pharaoh. He's, he's just beautiful at the moment. I mean, Bobby getting a goal is great. He hasn't got a great goal scoring record at Anfield. I think he only scored one goal in the Premier League last season. Yeah. And uh, it second half is just different. And um, we we attacked more. We were better in possession. We were faster, going through the gears. And what a header from Jota! What a header from Jota for a small little fella out jumping the two centre halves, bang into the corner. And I think when that went in, there was only going to be one winner. Okay, Salah was unlucky hitting the post, and a goal that he scored oh, was probably a goal of the a goal of the decade award to touch to finish all in one movement. To be VAR, we'll talk about VAR. That could be, you could do a documentary on VAR. But uh, <laughs> I just two one. I just think it was so important considering. I know it's a, a long and winding answer, a long and winding road answer here, but I think it was so important for us the last two games. When you consider all the the bad news, the cloud hanging over the club, and the players last week against the Everton game, the way that game went with Van Dijk being out, it was so important to get that midweek win against Ajax. The one 0 away win, the group stage was huge. We we hadn't won away in the group stage in the Champions League since two thousand and eight, so that was absolutely huge. Yeah. And right. then to get the win, and then to get the win two one, it wasn't pretty at times, but 
it's all about the points. Points mean prizes, guys. It was great. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. I could not agree more. Andrew, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I completely agree with everything that Dave just said. I, um, it actually reminded me a lot of last season. I mean, this season so far, I think Sheffield maybe has one point or even zero points, but they're they're bottom bottom of the table. Um, but this performance by them, especially in that first half, reminded me a lot of the Sheffield from old. You know, like like Dave said, they're pressing all over the place. Uh, they're playing some scrappy old English football, which was which was great to see for for some stints of the game. Um, not when we were down, obviously, but it was just a, it was just a scrappy match. You know, it was it was tough on the center backs. I think they struggled with those aerial duels. That's one uh, little minus I would have taken away from them. Otherwise, they were absolutely fantastic. But and it also reminded me a, a lot of Liverpool from last season. They they went down early off of a questionable call. We can get into that a little bit later, but. They came back and they fought back and they definitely deserved the results. Um, I think I would agree with Dave as well that, you know, we were a little unorganized in the beginning. I think we can attribute that to the 4-2-3-1. It looked like Jeannie and Hendo were kind of all over the field. Jota was on the left at one point, then he went over to the right. I was kind of confused what was going on up top. So I think after we scored that goal in the first half with Bobby, we kind of figured it out at halftime and um, really took it to him in the second half. So. It was, it was great to see. It reminded, like I said, it reminded me a lot of last season. Yeah, I think looking at that game, I thought it was like, yeah, it was a game of two halves, but I think like the 4 2 3 1 doesn't work with Hendon Jenny in the middle. It needs a CM in the two. So, so I think obviously not having Tiago with a blow in that sense. I think if we had him there, we'd have controlled that game more because we didn't, I don't feel we had control in terms of midfield of that game. That's why it was end to end. And that's why there was always chance of the Sheffield United on the break or when they're getting down because we weren't really controlling in the middle. But overall, I thought it was just like last season. And I, I tweeted earlier saying how you know a lot of Liverpool fans have forgotten how they won games last season. You know, yeah. There were a lot of close games just like that where teams had good chances against us, but we showed the resilience and we overcame and we got the three points. Um, and I think Joe Gomez needs like a lot of credit. He's been criticised a lot this season a lot of fans but he was outstanding last night you know um and you know really really I think was the better out of him and Fabinho um and I thought like I thought there were some stats of Gomez um really really did well last night um I thought Alisson did well from his first game back um and also I thought like in terms of like I think Rob has been outstanding again like He's been probably arguably our best player this so far this season. Um, and I thought Trent was really improved. I'm noticing Trent's not getting forward as much as he used to. Um, and I think that obviously that's probably something they're being told, like actually to not always gun forward and stay a bit back and hold the line. Um, but he's he's looking much more improved defensively. But I think what I noticed again in the second half, I think Jota moved into the centre and Salah's playing more on the right. And I think we look much better with that way rather than Salah through the middle. So I wonder if that's something that we could continue doing forward, going forward and having Jota through the middle rather than um, Salah. Um, and I'm just glad that Bob got a goal. You know, he needed that goal. Like, you know, I think he's been low in confidence um, and he just needed it, you know. So, and also, also yeah, the, the and also when he got screwed, I, I said yesterday as well, it was a corrupt officiator and tried to screw us again out of three points, you know. Um, that's never a penalty in a billion years, you know. And I don't understand how VAR didn't even check to see if it was a foul. They just checked to see if it was a corner 
or, or penalty. And that's so incompetent. So, but luckily, oh, mentality giants, we showed the resilience and we won. So, you know, for me, stage of the season, all that matters is a three points. No, I mean, I, I mean, I pretty much agree with pretty much everything you guys just said, but I mean, going on that VAR play, I mean, technically the way they like, you know, the call was technically right because his foot was on the line, but like you said, he clearly got all ball on that tackle. And the fact that the VAR not even look at it is completely ridiculous because I thought honestly in the opening five minutes of the game, we actually started decently well. And the moment that VAR play happened and they got that PK goal, it just seemed like that turned Sheffield on and then, you know, and they dominated that, that whole first half. But the biggest thing for me in the first half from a Liverpool perspective was with the four, two, three, one, I just, because we hadn't been playing it all season, I just feel like, especially in the midfield, they did not know how to connect with the guys up front. So we never had that fluidity, uh, very similar to the Ajax game in the first half, just to not have the fluidity that you typically see in our team. And all of a sudden the second half, you know, like, like Dave said, you know, they must've did something in the locker room there, figured out a couple of things because all of a sudden, it was a flip of the switch and we knew exactly where to go. The movement was great Firmino's runs uh, in that number 10 role was absolutely fantastic. I thought, yeah, he definitely deserved the goal, they but I thought he played. What's the, I know, they never found him, but still his, his movement, you know, it, it opened up pockets for other guys on the team, even though he didn't get the ball, he definitely should have. Um, but I mean, I was thrilled with that. So, I mean, long, going forward, you, you insert Tiago in one of those pivot roles. And I think this is going to be the system because Jordan started and he definitely got rewarded. It was a great play. Um, you know, great play, great play for him, just like Dave said. So overall for me, I thought it was a really good performance. But I mean, Dave, what, what were your thoughts on the 4-2-3-1 formation? You think that's something that we're gonna see more consistently now because Jota, I mean, he, he's flying. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. As you just you hit the nail on the head there. The first half, because we haven't really played that formation before, it it looked like we hadn't played that formation before. We just weren't, you know, we weren't hitting the, the right levels or the high notes. So second half, it just combined and everything worked right. The fluidity was there. They must have drank a few bottles of I don't know a Red Bull or something at halftime. But uh, every everything was just it was perfect in the second half. And as I say, Jota this guy is going to be a superstar. I mean, we, we make superstars. We sign stars, turn them into superstars. He's only 23. He's a Portuguese international. He has a bit of everything. He can even score headers and out jump six foot three center halves. And he's about what, five, five, nine, five, ten. He's pacey. He's got everything. He's intelligent as well. That's what Klopp likes. Players that can play. He can play anywhere on the front line. That's where he can play. But I think that formation suits us. It just shows you with Thiago in there. And Thiago is on the way back, oh by the way. God. so. He, he's ready to roll. This guy's ready to roll midweek against Mjøtland, the, the Danish champions. I think it's Tuesday in the Champions League. So he'll be he'll get a few minutes in that game and then we West Ham at home the weekend at Anfield. So Thiago there, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be dreamland because he'll even tighten the defensive bar playing just in front of the two centre-backs. You know what I mean? You won't, yeah. won't, he'll break up the play. So he'll be like an added defender in there. So I think that formation going forward really suits us. And it's, it's, it is super exciting, my friends. Yeah, I mean, I'm salivating at the thought of having him and Henderson in a double pivot. I think that is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, well, homie, I know you're somebody who's been a huge advocate of wanting to do this. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts on essentially keeping this going and adding just sliding Tiago into Genie's spot? I, just, I think it's the way forward. I think that's what we were trying in preseason. Um, majority of the time we played the 4 3 4 2 3 one And that's why we particularly bought Tiago was to play in that like a double pivot or maybe even as the as the 10, uh, eventually down the line. 
Um, but I think it, I think the four two three one it also brings out the best in Naby because that's what he played in at Leipzig. Um, so he can also play in a two um, in that. So I think it's a way forward. It gets all our best attacking players on the pitch. And with if you were to do it with Hendon Thiago, which I think would be with Fabinho in the centre, but I think it would be the, be the best partnership going forward. They just control the tempo of the game. They control the ball. You know, teams will be able to get the ball off us because, you know, they'll just keep the ball, they'll have that penetrative passing and they'll give us a tempo. And I think that's the way going forward because, um, you know, Thiago, yeah, that's position is just made up for Thiago to come in there and just dominate. And I think that is probably that control element is something we missed um, in the Ajax or in the Chevy United game. Someone is just going to dictate. And I think that's what I'm hoping our Klopp sticks to because I think, especially without Virgil, I think that gives us a bit more protection in terms of controlling the game, protecting the defence. Um, and it gives teams like a big headache because they've got to think now. Um, do they stop Thiago if, he, if he's playing in that role? Do they focus on stopping the wings? Or do they try and stop Firmino in the middle? Um, and also the interchange of the strikers because they can all play Anywhere. You know, anywhere. So it'll give the teams such a hard um, job to stop us because of all those different threats. And then plus, obviously, you've got the strength of the bench now of different players to bring on. It's exciting times. And I think I just hope that Klopp now sees he has the personnel to play that formation in big games because he wasn't willing to do that last season. And I hope he sees now I have the personnel to play that if you're playing a city away um, or you know, we're playing a big Champions League game because I think that's the best way to go and it will cause teams a lot of problems. No, I definitely, I mean, I definitely agree. I mean, Andrew, what do you think of this Henderson's performance overall today? I mean, I thought it was a captain's like performance in a great, a great game, um, you know, especially that you really look great in that double pivot role. Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to look good. He's one of those players that I think will look good in any formation and uh, clearly we've found that he's absolutely essential to this Liverpool team. I think, I said that I think last episode, but uh, Henderson's involvement every game really brings out the best in Trent, especially on the defensive side, just because he's always taking care of his boy. You know, he's like, he knows that he tr- he struggles defensively and he always just drifts over to that right-hand side. And you notice when Naby's in there, Fabinho actually does it pretty well, but when Naby's in there, Genie's in there, anybody else, Trent usually struggles. So I think having Jordan Henderson in the side is absolutely essential for Liverpool, as, as like I said, as we found out um, towards the end of the last season and beginning of this season. But no, I guess I'm, I agree with Wahomi. I'm just, I'm just curious to see when he'll utilize the four, two, three, one. Is it just going to be situationally? Because I think he does favor the four, three, three still over any other potential formation. Um, is it just going to be against a defensive block? Is it going to be against a counterattack? You know, what, it, what's it going to be? Who's going to be in that lineup? Um, Cause I actually thought Jeannie played really well in this game, especially in the second half. Um, he seems to be the fittest guy in the field every single game. So Klopp has a lot of tough decisions coming up, which formation to go with, which players to go with now that everybody's coming back healthy. So um, it's going to be interesting, man. You know, it, it, it is going to be interesting, but one thing I do like about the four, two, three, one outside of just, you know, what Tiago is going to bring to it. I also think it's just going to help with our rotations and our flexibility a little bit more. I mean, look at a guy like Minamino, he can pretty much now, you, when you go to a four, two, three, one, you can bring him on for any of those guys and just do a couple little movements and it's, it's natural for everybody. Um, even a guy like uh, Shakiri, you know, this, this would allow you to unleash him a little bit more because you wouldn't have to rely on him tracking back as much as you would in a four, three, three. So 
Um, I do think that's going to be, it's going to be the thing to do going forward, especially, you know, with no Van Dyke just having a little bit more cover, you know, but that being said, you know, the center backs, two games without Van Dyke, I thought they were both absolutely fantastic again. Um, man of the match type of performance from Joe Gomez. I mean, this is going to be, this is going to be a very huge stretch for this kid. Um, we all know how good he is on a skill level, uh, but we always talk about his discipline and then, you know, his lack of voice. We saw a lot more of that this time, he, you know, he was barking out there. He was taking control, taking command. So I absolutely loved what I saw from Fabinho and Gomez and knowing that, you know, we have a guy like Matt Teep, um, you know, right behind them who can maybe play once a week for us. Um, I, th I think we're going to be okay there. I mean, Dave, what did you think? Yeah, I think we're going to be okay. As we know, Matip's to come in, and I think he's fifth for this week. But he's he's like Bambi on ice. I mean, he's he's injured all the time. He's injured far too much. But uh, we can't rely on Matip being fifth for a whole season. It just won't happen. I mean, Gomez. Everybody would say he lacks leadership at centre half. And um, when you had Van Dijk beside you, you didn't need to do any. I could have played centre half to be honest with you. But uh, so, like, you know. You've seen a lot more of that in the Sheffield United game. As you said, he was barking out orders, looking, getting more in position. I mean, the Villa game, he was cut out of position badly two or three times. To be honest, the whole team were cut out of position badly in that game. Right. But he was he was the one that got a lot of abuse yes, um, yeah. online. Still a young lad. He's still learning. Yeah, but, he, um, three? Yeah, and we're throwing him in at the deep end. We're throwing yeah. him in at the deep end. And this is a great time for him to learn now because he's got to be one of the first names on, on the team sheet. Because we just have no other centre halves there, so I mean, Fabinho would rather play in midfield, of course. But when if Thiago comes back, hopefully this week, that frees up Fabinho just to stay there, stay centre half, or maybe Matip comes in midweek to give Fabinho a rest because Fabinho will be playing most games. It's all the big games, especially centre half. Um, so it's it's just Gomez. <sighs> His pace, he's got everything you would want as a centre half, everything. Sometimes concentration goes with him, and the problem is, like a goalkeeper, if you make if you make a mistake at centre half, like a goalkeeper, it usually ends up being a bad mistake, as in a goal or a penalty or something. So you have to be hundred percent on all the time. I think he will become eventually a probably a regular in England and stuff like that, regular with Liverpool. And this is his time to shine now. He's got to step up. He stepped up yesterday. We need him to step up at least till January until we can probably bring in somebody. So, yeah, uh, but I'm, no, somebody? I'm impressed. What? Do you sign somebody in January? Oh, yeah, big time. We have to sign a centre half in January. I, I've seen a lot of uh, media stuff over here talking about uh, Brighton's Ben White, who played for Leeds last year, the young English lad, the centre half. Um, yeah. But I don't know whether, see, Liverpool will be held to ransom in, in January because everybody exactly. knows they need a centre half. So, and they know they Liverpool have money. So I, I think Liverpool might do something behind closed doors and get someone in that nobody's talking about. There won't be any Cavalli. I mean, that, that'd be crazy money. That'd be 70, 80 million. Liverpool just won't go that way. Um, but I think they definitely will bring in a centre-half. I think we just got to bring in a centre-half. We've got to do it. I mean, Matip's not going to be fit till the rest of the season. Fabinho is going to be, he's a midfielder playing centre-half. And we've Gomez, who has a bit of an injury problem himself. So we've yeah. only got three fit centre-halves. Um, you know, Matip, Gomez, Fabinho. Like, you know, we have to bring yeah. in. We always should have four. Always have four. Top club should have four. We got we got rid of Lovren. Some people might say that was the right thing to do. But I thought when they got rid of Lovren, they had someone coming in. That was my my thoughts. Right. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. Yeah. So, and then Verge got injured. So we know what happened next. But uh, I, I think definitely they'll look, they'll look for a centre half in uh, January. No doubt about it. 
Apparently they're, they're saying that we're in talks with that K-back from uh, Uh Oh, yeah, the, the Turkish centre half. Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's what they're saying. That it was reported. Yeah, last we're in talks. I don't like. I don't, I don't think. I don't like him. Um, I, I, he, he's got some bad press in a few games. Yeah. They've got hammered a few times. Yeah, they've got hammered a few times. Yeah, he's spit on somebody or something like that. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think that one is cooled. I think that's cooled a bit. Yeah, because yeah. Piers mentioned um, on a podcast last week on Monday, Tuesday, they said that he wouldn't be surprised if it was if it was a K back or a combo. Who, James Pierce? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I did it. did a podcast. Yeah, yeah. If it'd be one of them two that signed in January. Well, James usually knows his stuff, so yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. So, Kevin <laughs> would, would probably go for what twenty million? I thought somebody said. Yes, yeah, twenty million. Which isn't too bad, but I mean, I, I, I think Liverpool will go between 20 25. I don't think they're going to go, you know, this Cabali 60 70 million percent and a half or, or square head Maguire off United 80 million with joke of it. Like, you know, absolute Lego, Lego land money. So yeah. I can't see that. I think it's 2025. 20, Bring a young lad in, center half, probably, hopefully, some an international or even Champions League level, you know, experience, Champions League experience because we'll be in the that's what we need. That's what we need. I love Abu Kamakana, but I just can't see it in January. I just think one. He's 21 years old. Abu Kamakana? That he's Abu Kamakana? I can't understand his playing probably. I know he plays for Leipzig. RB Leipzig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he he he'd be big money. He'd be big yeah. money. He's a good centre half now. But doesn't he have a release? He's, he's got the buyout clause in, in the summer for 30 for 35 million. Yeah, yeah, I that's just, right. I can't see them selling in January without bidding a massive premium. That's why I'm saying they yeah. they hold us to ransom, you know. Either way, so do you know what I'm gonna do, guys? I'm gonna take out my earphones and plug in the. Uh, it, it might die. If it dies, I'll rejoin. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No worries. We'll keep going here, though. I um, mean, Dave brought, brought up a good point when he was talking about the center backs and talking about the goalkeeper situation. Obviously, we brought Allison back. I mean, Andrew, what were your thoughts on the center backs' performance? And do you think have like having that security blanket of Allison, you know, maybe helps, you know? Give them a yeah. bit more confidence. Yeah, I mean, I, I also don't think that Sheffield has the most dynamic forwards in the league. You know, they had Ollie McBurney and um, Rian Brewster. I actually thought Brewster did well aer- aerially against uh, Fabinho and um, and Joe Gomez. I was actually kind of surprised, but um, I mean, he's a, he's a young lad. He still has a lot to do to uh, to impact the league or anything. But no, obviously, go- uh, Allison coming back into the lineup is absolutely huge. There's multiple different plays, you know, corner kicks, free kicks, when he would, you know, he would come out and punch the ball away. And it, it, he made it look so easy, but there was multiple Sheffield players around him. And if that's Adrian, I don't know. I, I think there's at least one mistake in there where he misses the punch, goes into the net, so, something happens. But Allison just makes it so easy. Um, he's always just – he's a great shot. He, he does everything great. So having him back in the lineup obviously eased the nerves of all the fans and uh, clearly eased the nerves of uh, most of the players as well. Yeah, he gives that, that leadership, you know, that vocal leadership at the back. And you can hear him barking orders, which yeah. obviously Adrian never does. Uh, I think I think that's the key thing with Alisson. Like, it gives everyone that confidence. Like Gomez and the centre-backs, they know they can pass the ball back. And there's not, there's, it's not half of mouth like Adrian did against Ajax, where he came come out for the ball and he shouldn't come out. And Gomez is like, what are you doing? So Alisson uh, did have a mistake, though. Yeah, that was, I think he just... If that was Adrian, you yeah. were all over him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that's just like Russ. I'll put that down to Russ. Like he overtook yeah. too long the ball. It's down to Russ. Otherwise, you know, like he 
was still at the encountered and made made some good saves. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. And was this yeah, I thought for, for his first game back, I thought it was is well that was really good. I think that's crucial we've got him now so he gets some games under his belt before the city game, made in November. So yeah, I thought I thought it was good to have him back big time. Yeah. Definitely nice having him back. But all right, let's get into um, you know, our player ratings to close things out here. So um, I'll, I'll kick things off, uh, with, with Allison and that, um, you know, I'll give him, give him a seven. You know, I thought, you know, distribution was really good. You know, obviously the penalty, not really on him. I would love to see him save a penalty at some point. So he does not have a good record at, at Liverpool yeah. saving penalties. Yeah. I mean, j- j- the Jorginho one. Yeah. Uh, other than that, it's all he's got, but yeah, screw Jorginho. I don't like that guy. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Allison for me is a seven. Yeah. I'd go to seven again. Like, I think. He did well in his first game. A couple of good saves, clearances. Um, yeah, I don't think I don't think he had a lot to do to get it to be to be eight or nine or anything like that. So that's okay. why I'm just giving that like seven. Yeah, I'll give him a seven and a half. What do you think, Dave? Um, sorry, is my volume okay? Can you yeah, hear you're me? Good. Yeah, yep. yeah. Your Allison, Allison in Wonderland. I would give Allison seven out of ten. I think two things he did obviously gave us confidence at the back, but there was one or two balls into the box where they were trying to crowd him, and they were coming in. He punched them out two or three times. I think Adrian would have really struggled, really yeah. struggled there. Um, and you know he's a big fella, Allison, and I I'd give him a, set, a solid seven, solid seven. Yeah, there was one play that was inside the six-yard box where I don't even know how Allison punched it out. And the first thing I thought of was like, "That's a goal if if you know if Adrian was in that there." So thank God he's back. We're all glad to have him. But uh, moving on over to Trent, you know, I think Trent uh, again just you know I think a six and a half, seven type of a performance out of him. Again, not a ton offensively. It was not a liability defensively. Thought just solid performance. Yeah, I'd agree. I, I would say seven. Um... He got an assist, so I'll, that'll boost him up a little bit. Otherwise, I would have given him a six. But yeah, well, he's, he's, uh, side, what? This assist was offside, wasn't it? Though. Was it? I don't remember. Yeah, that the Salah one he assisted is called called offside. No, he assisted. He assisted the Firmino. Oh no, because yeah, well, he made the cross over to Mane, who headed it, and then yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, that was a nice <laughs> cross. That's my point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still giving him a seven. Key pass. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree. I think yesterday was more about his defensive side. And I think he did his defensive side really well. Um, so I gave yeah. him a seven for that. I think I think maybe it's instructed that he's been instructed not to go as forward as much. Um to, to work on the defensive side. Um but yeah, I would like to see more crosses and trend. But yeah, uh, seven is fine for me. Yeah. Um, I would give Trent a, I think we're going to be all sevens here, but uh, I give se- Trent a seven because of the fact, as you just said, he was more defensive. He wasn't as attacking. He wasn't his usual wing play and getting the balls into the box as much as maybe Robbo on the other side was. But a defender's job forced us to defend, and I think he did that pretty well. So solid seven for Trent. Nice. Um, so going over the center backs, I'm going to give, I think Fabinho eight, Gomez nine for me. Um, you know, I, I just think again, Gomez, almost like his coming out, coming out show for a leadership position there. Um, really liked what I saw, but super solid from both those guys, keeping the spine intact. So 
eight for Fabinho, nine for Gomez. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd give I'd give it nine for Gomez. Um, Fabinho. Although it was a good tackle, I know we criticise him, but it was a good tackle. I'd rather he didn't go to ground at those situations. He needs to stay, yeah, he needs to stay up because I don't think Van Dijk would dive in. Then he would stay up, yeah. and shoot the ball away. And Bad I think I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather him not go to go to ground. There, should be told not to go to ground because it's unnecessary there because um so yeah I'd give him an A but I just I just rather he didn't go to ground because that, that going forward isn't the best decisions to go then. Yeah I'm gonna give him both eights. I thought um I thought Gomez was probably player of the match. Um maybe even Robertson, I don't know. But uh they just lost so many aerial duels for me. I mean McBurney was giving them trouble. Even Brewster out jumped Gomez a few times. So that's something that I think they need they need to work on. But other than that, they were absolutely fantastic. I mean, I'm still giving them eights. They had a great they had great games. So um, this definitely adds a bit of security knowing that we have those two studs back there. I will give Fabinho an eight. Um, I mean, he's he's a cent, he's a midfielder playing centre half. He made a mistake. He dived in. He shouldn't have dived in. I think it, he was a bit disappointed because he had actually lost the ball on the edge of the area and he tried to recover on the edge of the area, bad idea. So an eight for Fabinho, we recovered, we did okay, we won the game. And Gomez, I would give an 8.5. Can you give 0.5s? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to give Gomez 8.5 because um, he was up there for man of the match and uh, his leadership skills showed, especially in the second half in Liverpool. We were 1-0 down, we came back, won the game and it was so important to win that game and not let in any more goals. We just played better second half and his leadership shone second half. So Gomez 8.5, Fabinho 8. Okay, moving on to Robertson. I, again, another eight performance out of him. I thought he was dangerous going forward and uh, involved in the attack. Again, super solid defensively like he always is. Just another classic performance player, player, uh, player of the season so far for us. So, eight for Robertson. Yeah, I'll give Robertson eight. Um, I think, yeah, he's, he was yeah, top performance um, and always offering that threat on the left as an avenue in the role and Sheffield United couldn't handle him. So, uh, nothing really came down his side, really, from them. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, uh, an eight. Yeah, I'm going to give him an 8.5. I'm going to go with the 0.5. <laughs> no, I think he's been our I think he's been our best player this year, and actually he might be the best player on the team. He's with, – especially with Virgil out, but he's just – he's just the definition of consistent. And I don't see anybody – any fullback, right or left, being in, being better than him in the world. I mean, Alfonso Davies got injured, but I mean, even if he was playing, I don't think he offers as much defensively as, as uh, Robertson does. I mean, his positional awareness, his knowledge of, of playing in the back is just absolutely superior to anybody I've seen play on the left side. So, I mean, I'm giving him an eight, eight and a half and a 10 for the season so far. Yeah, Robertson, for me, had actually one of his better games um, defensively and attacking. Uh, there was one time he actually did a Messi-esque went by about four players in midfield. Was there was awesome. some run. Unbelievable. Yeah. I'm going to give uh, Robertson a standard 8.6. That's how good he was. <laughs> wow, there we go. 8.6. Definitely deserved. Definitely deserved. I mean, he's uh, unbelievable for us. Great player. But let's get into the, the double pivot. Um, so Henderson, I'm going to say it again. He, I thought he was an 8. Um, just captain's performance. Great leadership in the second half really got us going. Um, Genie, I'm going to give... 
kind of more of like a six and a half, seven. I thought he just he just did his job. He he wasn't really he's not one of those guys who's always going to stand out, but I thought he was really solid for us, uh, especially defensively positioning. Uh, I thought he was really good there. So yeah, six and a half. Um, Hendo, I'd give an eight. I thought that his passing was really good again um, yesterday. Like he's underrated his long range passing and his his ability to. Um, I think I think it was also in the second half where he, he did that run when we were under yeah. cost and he just and he got it was like a really good run. Um, so I give him an eight. Ginny, I'm going six point five. I think he just did enough, and I think nothing against Ginny. I think in the second half, obviously, the whole team improved, and I think his stamina in terms of holding on to the ball and the runs he was doing late in the half. But I just feel like maybe it's them not having used to playing that position before two three one. But I just feel like the midfield times lack control. And I think yeah. that's why I feel that um, it just didn't, it, at times it wasn't working in that. Um, so that's why I'm giving him a 6.5. Yeah, I'm going to give Genie a 7 actually. I thought he was, um, I thought he was, a, he had a great performance, uh, especially in that second half. His, like you said, his stamina is just out of this world. He's probably the fittest guy in the team now that Milner's 34. But um, I actually think that, he provides a lot of control in the midfield. I just think he doesn't provide any creativity. And that's, that's the main issue when he's in there, you know, he doesn't, he's not going to dribble past. It's rare for him to dribble past, you know, it's two guys. Maybe he can get past past one, but, and he's not going to thread the ball through for a killer pass to to Salah or or Mane. So he, he just, he just limits us offensively. And that's, I think the main issue with a lot of our supporters with, with Gina Wijnaldum, you know, he's, He's going to run his ass off every game, but he, he he does disappear at times because he doesn't offer anything offensively. So I think you're right. I, th- I think with Hendo and Genie in there, they both offer similar qualities and similar attributes. So I think I'd be interested to see how he looks with like a Tiago or, you know, he usually plays well when Kate is in there. So, I mean, I, I'm interested to see how Klopp lines up with him again in a, in a 4 2 3 1. Okay, guys, Genie, he does a lot of selfless stuff. I mean, he does a lot of stuff you don't. You just, nobody sees. I mean, if you had a camera, you know those, those player cams that they had to put them on the players? I mean, your, your head would be spinning because he does so much running and tackling and, you know, unselfish stuff. So I'll give Genie a seven um, just for his, literally for his energy, just for his energy in that midfield. Um, Hendo. I will give an eight. It was captain's performance. He just, the ball in, I think it was, he was the one who swung the ball in for Mane's header. It was a beautiful ball in. And just, just Hendo being Hendo, just having him on the pitch makes a difference, to be honest with you. Really, with no crowds, no, you know, no Anfield crowd there, just having Henderson barking out the orders in midfield and the respect that he deserves being club captain, um, an eight for Hendo. Uh, I think we all had eights for Hendo, so that's the, it's good for us like that. Nice consistency. Um, so moving on, let's, let's talk Joda. Um, I think Joda for me, I might give him, I hate to keep throwing eights at people, but I think it's eight performance out of him. I mean, unbelievable movement. Again, I think we saw a little bit of everything from him from a creativity standpoint, his leaping ability, great with his head. Um, so yeah, eight for me, hell of a goal. Um, when I saw that cross come in, I said to myself, no way he's getting that. And then he got it and scored. So Props to him. Great goal. Three points for, I mean, all, all because of him with that great goal. So eight for me, Jota. I'm going to go different. I'm going to go 8.5 for Jota. Yeah. <laughs> I think like um, in the first half, I felt 
he did look a bit lost in terms of, like some of the final passes wasn't there. But the second half, I thought he was so much more improved, like his dribbling, um, his his positioning, um, the amount. Of, I think I think with Jota is once he gets used to fully understanding how the team plays and also understanding the movements, like he's going to be ridiculously good. Um, and I thought that header was really good. Um, and so I just think like, yeah, he's getting better and better. Um, and it's only like, what, maybe it's third or fourth game. So, yeah. you know, it's still really early doors. So, but so far, so good. Um, and I just want to see him more of in the centre rather than side in the centre going forward. Uh, but yeah, I think it was 8.5. I thought a great header and he's shoving all the Wolves fans saying that they, they ripped us off. So he shoved the throat, shoving that down their throats. Yeah, I'm going to give him... God, you made so many good points there. I uh, I am going to give him an eight and a half, actually. I was going to give him an eight, but then listen to my homie. I was just like, yeah, eight and a half. But no, he's actually... Um, to piggyback off of what homie said, he's like a perfect mix for me of like... Sadio Mane when he joined Liverpool and Mo Salah like he has the pace the skill to beat any any defender out there he's obviously great with his head as Sadio Mane is um I'm not sure which foot he's better with but I guess we'll time will tell but he, he's what I saw in this game he's so good at holding off his defender he backs up into him kind of like Salah does and he either takes it down with his chest controls it with his feet and then distributes it or turns you know it's just he is so much in his locker and Klopp can just do so much with him. I think he even said in his post-game uh, press conference that he still has a lot to offer. So, I mean, only excitement for this guy. Yeah, um, exactly what you just said. Jota has got to get an 8 by 5 by me. <laughs> 8.5, baby. Um, I mean, he has a lot of upper body strength, similar to the way Salah has. Yeah. He's got that. He's got that sort of balance when he runs. Very similar characteristics to Salah, as you just said. Mane and Salah very similar, and he's very good in the air, like Mane is ahead in the ball. Um, I, I think we've got, as I said earlier in the show, I think we've got a superstar on our hands here, guys. I really do. I think he's fifteen plus goal scorer, Premier League goals in him, and I mean, if he if he pops up with fifteen plus, and if the likes of Salah getting twenty plus, maybe Mane getting twenty plus, and Bobby chipping in with a few, there's your Premier League winning side. Just yep. there. That's what it's all about. Throwing someone in, coming in new. He looks like he's played at Liverpool for two or three years, to be honest. And he's been yeah. only there, what, a month or two? And he, this guy is going to be a superstar. I, I'm so happy when he's on the pitch because he makes things tick, like Salah. So 8.5 for me. Jota has got to get it. <laughs> Dave, Dave, I think you have to come on more often, man, because you just make me want to run through I need more Dave. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I am just so yes, I'm packed up. I'm I need a sweat right now. Let's go. <laughs> oh God, uh, I don't even know how to follow that up. Uh, we'll go with Firmino. Um, Firmino next. And honestly, for me, I was so proud of the performance that he he put in because it. I think he shut up a lot of people, and I I think for a lot of people the goal saved him. But take away the goal, and I thought he played absolutely fantastic. Yeah, again, his movement was great. He was key in the press, um, you know, defensively as well. So, classic performance. Nice bounce back. Eight for me. Yeah, the funny thing was, I actually was, before he scored, I was saying Samsonini off because I felt like we needed something different. Um, because I thought at that time, maybe the 4 2 three, one maybe wasn't working. You of all um, people? Come on. Yeah, because I thought, only because I felt like maybe we needed um, 
to bring on someone else just to ch change it up because maybe I thought something wasn't right um, in terms of us controlling the game. So I thought maybe we need to short it up a bit. Um, but I was glad I was proven wrong and, I, and Bobby shut me up. Um, so but I'll go with... Um, go with an eight for Bobby because I did, yeah, he... he he did play well um, after that and was really key in terms of like linking up play and doing some good pressing. So I'd go with an eight. You know, I, it's funny. I, I really wish that we did a pre-match for this game because I'm very curious to see what Wahomey, who Wahomey would have picked for the goal scorers. Would he have picked Bobby Firmino? I think he would have. I really do. <laughs> no, but I would have given Bobby uh, probably a seven and a half. Um, it was so funny when he scored that goal. I think he was as surprised as we all were because he literally fell over. He like tripped over himself and fell into the net. But uh, I hope it's only upwards from here for him. And he, uh, if we get him clicking too, watch out. Yeah, uh, exactly, Andrew. 7.5 for Bobby. No luck for me because I'll tell you, a lot of being said about is not scoring as many goals as he did a few seasons ago. I mean, he was scoring nearly every week. But Bobby is integral to that whole um, front three. And, you know, he, he's, he's part of the whole cog. He's, he's part of the, the fluidity that Klopp, Klopp loves him. I mean, Klopp plays him most of the time, doesn't he? He picks him for a reason. He sees him in training. He knows what he gives him. He gives him that bit of X factor. Even when he's not scoring goals, just the flicks, little Brazilian style that he, that he exudes. You know what I mean? So 7.5 for me for Bobby Nolok. <laughs> um, going on to our last two here, Sadio Mane. Uh, Sadio Mane, I'm throwing out a lot of eights, but it's just another eight performance out of him. Um, he, I don't know if, if anyone can stop him one-on-one. -on -one. I mean, anytime he faces somebody up, I always just think he's going to beat them every single time. I mean, uh, he had, I think he had both assists today. Um, am, I, am I correct on that? He had the yeah. second assist for Georgia? Yeah. yeah, I mean, great. Absolutely great performance. Uh, eight for me. I think what I like about Marnie is his is a, is his work rate. Like he works so hard, it's underrated. The amount of pressing he does, tracking back, and the way he's holds onto the ball is so difficult to get the ball off him. And I think like maybe the one aspect of Marnie's game is he doesn't maybe get as many assists as say like Salah does. But when he does get assists, they are good assists. And that cross was to, to Jota was a great cross. I didn't yeah. understand like Sheffield United had two players on him. And they just backed off and allowed him to put the cross in as if he couldn't get a cross in. And then he put in a peach or a ball in. So, like, yeah, I think um, Mane, I'm going to go 8.5 because I think, like, he's done, a, he did another amazing job in terms of, like, except for not, score, except for not scoring, everything else in this game was outstanding. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him an 8. I thought um, that was with his left foot, by the way, too, his weak foot that he, he, he assisted that pass to uh, the Jota with. But yeah, I'm giving him an eight. He's just like Steven said, he, he can beat any guy um, with his pace. He, he has so much skill. He has so much strength. He can score with any foot or any body part. You know, he can put the ball in with his head. He's just absolutely phenomenal. And I just remember in this game, I, I think I tweeted at like halfway through the first half, we need to get Mane on the ball. He, he, I don't, he wasn't really involved as much. And I think once he got involved, that's when we started to pick up the pace. But, um, I mean, he's just – he's a nightmare for any defender. I would never want to go against him. He's just 
He's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, Mane, Mane in the mirror, make that change. Mane. <laughs> Do you write all these down beforehand? <laughs> no, Mane, I mean, Mane's been probably, Mane was, I was going to say Mane the match, but uh, Mane has been unbelievable. He has been, last year, he's just carried on. I mean, Mane just steps onto the pitch. That's it. I mean, that's how good he is. The body strength, the pace, the power. I mean, when he came from Southampton, there was people were giving out about him that you pay too much money for him. You know, he's he's a bit of a dud. He'll get an odd goal here and there. He'll put in a shift here and there. Once Klopp got a hold of him, I mean, he's banging in the goals within six months. And he hasn't stopped. And if he doesn't score a goal, he'll make a goal. What a ball in. What a ball in for Jonathan Center. I mean, I mean, in between two centre-halves and he picks him out, a small guy, he picks the spot. I mean, I won't say he couldn't miss, he'd love to do, but what a ball in. And Mane gives you that bit of X factor and something special. And that's why, for me, Mane was the, probably our best player last season, by far. Man, you know, man of the season last year. And he's just continued. Mane in the mirror, I will give 8.5. <laughs> 8.5. I thought you might have gotten the 8.6 there. So, all right. Uh, <laughs> uh, but last but, not, not, last but not least, we'll go with Salah. I know we had a couple of subs, but they just didn't play enough worthy to, uh, you know, to, to get the rating. But Salah, I'm going to go with another... Hmm, I guess I'm gonna give him an eight as well. I, I I feel bad giving I can't give him an eight point five over Mane, but I thought he was absolutely fantastic. I mean, his, the goal that got called back was an absolute thing of beauty. That would have been the goal of the season probably. Um, but I mean, we see it. I mean, he can beat people. the the amount of the amount of attention that he draws to himself every single time he touches the ball just frees up lanes for the entire team. But yeah, I thought especially in the second half, he was absolutely so dangerous. I mean, he hit the post a couple times, so. Yeah, eight for me. And if he and Mane continue to play like this, there's not going to be many teams who can beat us. I'm going to go 7.5, purely because I feel that when when, when Salah hit the post, he should have squared it to Mane. And it should have been 3-1. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, he should have squared it instead of hitting the post yeah. because hitting the post was way more harder for him to score from than I wished to pass Mane who would have buried it. Um, otherwise, I thought, yeah, Salah played well. Um, I thought he was a threat. He was... Um, much better when we went to the right than when, when he was through the centre. Um, and I thought, like, even his work rate in terms of tracking back was really good. He was, all, he was always tracking back to, like, help defence out. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'd give him a 7.5. Um, yeah, I was pissed that he didn't square that to Mane. Mane was wide open. It was just – if I was Sadio Mane there, I would have given him a, a good a good yelling. But um, – Back to Burnley. Uh, what? back to Burnley last year yeah seriously he, he deserved it but no for me Salah I thought he just put in a good performance I gave him a seven um I think that we can see a lot more from Mo but yeah I actually liked that he was getting back defensively well homie I think that's a good really good point he was helping out Trent and I wonder if he was told to start sort of start helping out Trent in that on that right hand side um because clearly Trent was struggling with with overlaps and that sort of thing but um no he's been having a great season so far so yeah seven for me Mo Salah, the king of Egypt is back. The king. Uh, I thought Salah was brilliant. I thought Mo Salah was brilliant. I'm going to give him an 8.5. He hit the post. He he did an unbelievable. The touch and the finish. And it was called offside for VR. His toenail was offside. But I mean, that would have been the goal of the decade. He's back. He, he, do you know what about Salah? He's actually taking on players now. Last season, he wasn't doing it. 
I know an amazing season. He got 44 goals. People are saying that's a one-off. You know, this is this, but he's 20. He's a 20-plus goal a season, man. This guy will go down as one of the greatest players to play for Liverpool. When you look back over his numbers, his assists and his goals per game ratio, the king of Egypt gets 8.5 from me. Well, that that wraps up the ratings there. So, I mean, unbelievable uh, game. That was a well-fought game. No, we'll be back here tomorrow for the pre-match for the Champions League. But, Dave, thanks so much for coming on, man. This was a fun episode, and uh, we really appreciate you. And, you know, please, I mean, anytime you want to come back on, let us know. We'd love to have you. Definitely. No problem, guys. Stay safe. It's been absolutely brilliant. I'm going to do my comedy stand-up show now. Take care. Dave, let me ask you real quick. Are you, uh, are you in Liverpool? No, I live in Dublin, Ireland. Oh, you live in Dublin. Okay. So if my brother and I ever come over across the pond, we're linking up with you 100%. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah, I'll, get, I'll get you a nice, a, nice bo- a nice glass of Guinness, baby. That's what I'm Beautiful. talking about. Beautiful. <laughs> Sounds great for us. But yeah, that wraps up this episode of Yanks of the Cop. Again, if you haven't yet, please go hit that like button, subscribe for us. We really appreciate it. Up the Reds, and we'll see you tomorrow for the pregame Champions League match. Take care, everybody. See you guys. Yeah.